Hi, everybody, and welcome into a brand new episode of Locked On Nittany Lions, your Penn State podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Friday, August 14th, 2020, and today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. My name is Kevin McGuire. I'm your host here of Locked On Nittany Lions, and I'm a contributor to AthlonSports.com, and we continue to react and let the news settle in that the Big Ten has canceled all fall sports. And, of course, that means the football season is a no-go for this upcoming fall. We'll continue to look at some of the reactions that are going on now that we've had a couple days to kind of let the dust settle a little bit and see where we are moving forward. It still doesn't look all that promising, but maybe there's a glimmer of hope down the line. We'll talk a little bit about that in today's episode. Real quick, I want to make sure you guys hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcasting app and whatever you may be listening to this podcast today on. And then after the episode, leave a rating and leave a review. Let us know what you think about today's episode. You can also connect with us on our various social media platforms by using the username LockedOnNittany on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and over on Twitch. So with all that out of the way, guys, let's go ahead and get today's episode underway. wasn't a whole lot of news regarding Penn State to really dive into that we haven't really explored to this point. Obviously, much of the headlines that we're seeing now is really just reacting to the Big Ten's latest decision to cancel all fall sports, including most notably football. Uh, we've seen the comments from Sandy Barber coming out and endorsing Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren on the Big Ten's decision. We've seen James Franklin come out and address uh, what to do now. We've also seen around the conference uh, some reaction that Started off a little hostile, and it seems to be moving forward with a glimmer of potential hope for maybe actually playing spring football. Uh, So one of the things that a lot of people were really riled up about was the comments coming out of Nebraska. Nebraska pretty much drew their line in the sand and said, we still want to play football this fall. Now, they're not the only Big Ten school to do that, but they're the one that got the most criticism for doing that. And I don't necessarily understand it. Uh, Maybe some of the comments that came out of Nebraska were a little... I guess, harsher than the way that it was re- uh, translated from Ryan Day of Ohio State, Jim Harbaugh from Michigan, heck, even James Franklin of Penn State. I feel like Nebraska got ridiculed uh, a little unfairly by members of the national sports media and really critiquing Nebraska's desire to play football. Now, I've said from the beginning that when you have a situation like this with the coronavirus, every school is going to be working with a different set of circumstances. Every state is going to be different. Every school is going to be different. And when you have a conference that spans as much ground as the Big Ten, going from New Jersey all the way out to Nebraska, up to uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, down to Maryland, this is a far-reaching conference. And just within the conference footprint, you have different geographical regions. You have different... Uh, uh, parameters for where the coronavirus is. You have different sets of testing. You have different uh, numbers with cases. Every state is going to be different. Now, New Jersey has been hit pretty hard. Here in Pennsylvania has been hit pretty hard as well. And obviously, the further south you go, you're starting to see those cases have been going up. You know, just look at the graphs. You know, I, I don't need to tell this to you that every state has 
uh, a different set of circumstances. And that's why schools are going to have different reactions and desires and plans and expectations for what exactly they're going to be able to accomplish. So really, the reason that Nebraska was upset was because the Big Ten put an end to it. They didn't allow schools the opportunity to pursue playing the football schedule if they so thought that they could do so. And that's where I came down. I mean, we've seen this at the FCS level, a couple conferences that have uh, shut down their seasons. They allowed the opportunities for their members to still go out and schedule some games. It hasn't necessarily played out in favor of any school that tried to do that, but the option was there. And I'm a little surprised that the Big Ten didn't allow for that opportunity for schools to go out there and try to put together a schedule. Now, as I wrote on the comeback.com, we could have had some fun with this. I sort of teased it in our last podcast because I was hoping to dive into that fun conversation and kind of put together a makeshift Penn State schedule with the teams that could still be eligible to be scheduled this season. Pitt could have been one of them, Temple, obviously some other teams around the Big Ten that they chose to play football this year. However, since then, Kevin Warren and the Big Ten have pretty much confirmed that Big Ten schools are not going to be playing football this year, uh, whether or not they want to go independent. That's just not going to happen. And cooler heads seem to have prevailed in a sense in Lincoln as Nebraska has kind of accepted the fate of the Big Ten's decision. And it does seem as though we're starting to see even some of the coaches and programs that have come out uh, fighting for the opportunity to play this year they're starting to turn the page a little bit. Ryan Day actually says that he wants to start the season in January. Purdue head coach Jeff Brom has put together a list of uh, requirements that he feels uh, could be implemented to operate a spring football schedule. Uh, Again, we're not going to talk about it today, but we will talk about that in the future. But, uh, you know, I think uh, we're starting to see some acceptance here. And maybe that's one of the, the stages that you have to go through when this kind of decision is made. Uh, and But w- this is uh, something that we're still going to continue to monitor because we still need to know what's going to happen in the other conferences. Just today, as I'm recording this, a couple FCS conferences have officially um, called it quits for the upcoming season, most notably the Southern Conference, uh, which obviously is going to impact a couple games that are on the FBS schedule with those non-conference matchups. The Big Sky recently uh, also announced that they are not going to be playing. So you're losing a lot of FCS football conferences. And of course, uh, the lower divisions that you go, uh, the more cancellations you're starting to see because they're not necessarily generating the same kind of revenue that even schools in the Big Ten and the SEC, heck, even the American Athletic Conference are making. So you're seeing more cancellations. We're still keeping an eye on what's going to happen with some of these FBS conferences. Um, I think the ACC is still going to be moving forward. But as I'm recording this, they're set to have a meeting probably within the next half hour. So this could very well change by the time you hear this. But it does seem as though everybody is moving forward that hasn't canceled yet, moving forward with the idea of preparing for the upcoming season. So... We'll see how that all plays out. You may not be driving to a Penn State game, whether in Happy Valley or away this year, but you still want to make sure your car is in good working condition so that it's ready to go whenever you are. And your friends at rockauto.com are going to be there to make sure you've got the most affordable prices for all the parts you may need for your car or truck. Go to rockauto.com, enter the make and model of your car, and you'll see the full catalog of all the parts that they have available to you. Whether you need oil or wipers or a new headlight, hey, maybe you just need some rugs and some cup holders. 
they're going to make sure that you have everything available to you and they're going to give you the best prices they possibly can. Whether you're a pro or a do-it-yourselfer, rockauto.com is there for you. They're a family business. They've been doing this for a long time. They know how to make their customers happy by using their online experience and contactless delivery because that's the fad these days and that's a great thing to have as well. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So we've had a couple days now to let this news sink in, and it hasn't gotten much easier. From a fan perspective, we're about to enter a fall with no Big Ten football, no Penn State football, no Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Nebraska. No Big Ten teams are going to be in action on a football field this fall. There's still the idea of playing in the spring floating around there. And I know Purdue head coach Jeff Brom has come up with a full uh, list of ways that he feels like it could be operated. Um, you know, Maybe we'll talk about that sometime next week. But I, I do think we certainly have the wheels in motion to at least have the discussion about how you're actually going to pull off college football in the spring. I've said before, I'll believe that when I see it. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's fall or bust for many of these conferences. And I really don't think you can play any portion of uh, an adjusted spring schedule against other football teams and then turn around and try again in the fall. I think if you're valuing player safety, then you cannot ask teams and players to play any number of spring football games against live competition and then a few months later get ready for the fall season i just i don't think that that's going to happen it's nice to talk about but in my mind it's just another way to <laughs> i hear this phrase a lot kick the can down the street a little bit and just hope that things get better i, I don't think that that's necessarily going to be the case i think maybe you have those spring football practices i think we can have that hopefully <laughs> by the time spring rolls around but spring football games i i just don't see that happening and in Spring football games, as in Penn State versus Michigan, Penn State versus Ohio State. I, I'm not talking about spring games like the traditional sense of spring games, like Penn State didn't have the blue-white game this year. Maybe we'll be able to have that at the very least next spring. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. We've got a lot of time to kill before we start worrying about what exactly is going to happen in the spring. But there are still a lot of questions that people are having right now. And quite honestly, there aren't a whole lot of answers. You know, one of the first questions is, when are we going to see Big Ten football again? Again, the idea is trying it up in the spring, but to me, I think we're looking at next fall. And I do think, that, you know, maybe this is just the naive optimism in me speaking out loud to you guys, but I do think we're going to see football again next fall. <laughs> I'm crossing my fingers, guys. I, I really, I, I'm really disappointed that we're not going to see college football this fall. And, and I know, I know the ACC, Big 12, the SEC, they're all planning on playing this spring. We'll see if that happens. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But I do think that um, you know if you're looking forward to Penn State football, get ready to wait another year because it's probably not going to happen until next fall. I don't think you're going to see it in the spring outside of uh, a traditional spring, you know, spring football practices and a spring game, the blue-white game. Uh, but I don't think that you should be expecting to see Penn State take on any opponent playing for a Big Ten championship until the next fall at the very earliest. So one of the questions I think people are having now is, what do players do? 
Now, obviously, if there are other conferences that are going to be playing, and we've already seen some comments from some of those coaches in those conferences, most notably at Orgeron of LSU, saying that, uh, hey, if, if players are not going to be able to play in their regular conference, we'll take them. <laughs> you know, certainly, if there are, there are certainly some talented players out there in the Big Ten that would make some valuable assets for some teams in the SEC. But you know, I don't want to say that schools are going to go out and poach players that are not playing this season. I don't think this is necessarily going to be like when Penn State was placed on those sanctions by the NCAA and the whole coaching staff from Illinois drove up to Happy Valley and started knocking on doors at dorms. I don't think we're going to get quite there. At least I hope that's not the case. doesn't mean that there won't be tampering, but I do think that if you're the NCAA and you're going to allow football to be played, then you need to allow for immediate transfer eligibility for any player that does choose to go to another school and join a program and step on the football field. Uh, I, you know me. I have always been of the mindset that a player should be able to transfer to whatever school they want to, and they shouldn't have to wait a full season before they're able to get back on the playing field. Whether it's football or basketball, I don't care. I think you should be able to transfer to whatever school you want to play for, whatever school you want to attend, and you should be eligible to play. And if you're good enough to be on the field, then you're good enough to be on the field, and you should be on the field. Uh, but I, th I think that would be one thing that the NCAA needs to address very quickly. I know when you say that the NCAA needs to address something quickly that it's really a, 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 almost a futile effort because the NCAA does almost nothing quickly. But I do think that these are extenuating circumstances. And yes, the NCAA has a lot on their plate right now. And that's why all eyes are on them right now because there is a lot of talk. These power conferences uh, have been talked about potentially finding a reason to break away from the NCAA model and run things the way that they want to do it so that they're not under the sanctions or the, the restrictions of the NCAA. And maybe this is a tipping point. I still kind of think that I'll believe that when I see it, but you know, things are changing. The, the, the sport is evolving. College football has gotten way too big for the NCAA to handle. And obviously they don't handle it very well and they don't handle it very much. They're really just kind of there to enforce uh uh, rules violations and you know, issue any uh, suspensions that are necessary uh, in violation of rules. They don't necessarily say uh, what a conference can and cannot do. Obviously, there are a couple guidelines. Like they used to have the guideline that you had to have so many uh, teams in a conference in order to hold a conference championship game. They have set the win minimum to be considered eligible for a postseason bowl game. You know, obviously, these are going to be different things this year. <laughs> if we have bowl games, I think the bowl minimum needs to be reduced. I think if you have, um, uh, if you are going to play football this year, you should be able to crown a conference champion in any way you want. The ACC is doing that this year. Uh, the Big 12 has been uh, doing that the last few years. And I think that that's something that the NCAA needs to just hold off on. Let a conference decide how they're going to do it. And that's where the NCAA is right now. They are putting the responsibility on the conferences. Now, the next week is going to be pretty interesting because the Division I Council of, uh, and the F Football Oversight Committee is going to meet. And we're going to get some issues uh, decided, I think, with regard to what's going to happen in the fall. There's going to be one meeting from the NCAA, Division I uh, representatives, where they determine probably what's going to happen with other fall sports and fall sports championships. And if they decide that it is not going to happen this year, that probably puts the pressure on the other three power conferences and a couple of the group of five conferences that have yet to cancel their seasons. That could be a game changer 
following day, the Oversight Committee for Football, Division One Football, is going to meet as well. So if a decision is made by that first meeting from the Division One representatives, uh, it could very well happen the next day. So stay tuned. A week from now, things could be looking much different and unfortunately much more dire as far as college football is concerned. It's been a while, but I am so happy to have Built Bar back as a proud sponsor of the Locked On Eight Lines podcast and, of course, the entire Locked On podcast network. And it's been a while because they've been working on improving their already fantastic product. Now, I've said before, I feel like the Built Bar is the perfect protein bar. I've been eating protein bars for years, trying to find the one that really satisfies me and gets me to the next meal as best as possible. But nothing ever really tasted great and felt like it filled me up just right. Until the Built Bar came along. I've been eating the Built Bars for a while now since they sent me the first trial pack. And I got to say, I still love that orange chocolate flavor that they have. It's still my favorite, but I am looking forward to trying out their six brand new flavors for the new and improved Built Bar. They've got some new flavors coming like Caramel Brownie apple almond crisp, a carrot cake, and a lemon almond cheesecake. Guys, that's just the start. There are a couple more flavors as well, and I can't wait to try them all. If you want to try and see what the Built Bar experience is all about, go to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKEDON, and they're going to give you $10 off your first order. So again, use the promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com and get $10 off. You will not be disappointed. So as many of you know, and I say this in the intro and the outro to every episode of this podcast, so you hopefully do know by now, but I'm a contributor to AthonSports.com. I get assigned a lot of stories throughout the season, looking at Penn State and other teams around the Big Ten, and I generally am one of their go-to guys to fill in a gap anytime they need some Big Ten coverage. I've been doing it for a number of years. I was really looking forward to the upcoming season, continuing to do some of the same kind of stuff. I've been doing for the last couple of years, I usually do a lot of game previews and stuff like that, uh, taking a look at what Penn State has on the docket for the upcoming weekend. Now, obviously, things are going to be a little bit different this fall, and I don't know exactly what that means for me, but I'm glad to know that Athlon hasn't decided to cut ties with me at this point in time. Uh, but obviously, I was in the middle of putting together some posts about different schedules for different Big Ten teams. I had one uh, predicting uh, wins and losses for the Iowa Hawkeyes, which ironically went live on Tuesday (laughs) and it had a good couple of hours of shelf life before the Big Ten came out and said that they're not going to play games this season so I emailed the editor and I said well I guess you don't want me to do the the game-by-game prediction post for Wisconsin Penn State I think Rutgers was another one I had so I obviously had some assignments that uh, got thrown into the virtual recycling bin if you will so Uh, I still will participate in some coverage moving forward, and I might branch into some NFL coverage if you're looking for something. I'll keep you posted, but uh, bottom line is don't worry about me. I'm still going to be involved over on Athlon Sports and contributing what I can. But it is an interesting time because now, obviously, this is something that a lot of media outlets are going to have to be faced with challenging and or approaching. And that is, what do you do now that you don't have college football games to fall back on? You won't have the same regular weekly coverage of game previews, recaps, uh, breaking down the opponents, uh, looking for key plays, key storylines leading up to games. It's going to be very different for a lot of people in sports media. And I'm not saying you should cry for them or anything. You know, obviously, the, the coronavirus pandemic has affected many people in many industries. Some people have been out of work for months. Uh, I'm fortunate that I haven't been in quite that same position, although I did lose my job with NBC. But at the bottom line is everybody is dealing with something right now. And now we're just trying to figure out how we fill those gaps. Well, 
one thing that we did over on Athlon Sports is put together a quick little roundtable, kind of asking some of the regular Big Ten contributors and some of the other regulars at Athlon Sports what game they are most going to miss this upcoming season in the Big Ten schedule. Now, obviously, if you want to take a look at the full schedule or the adjusted schedule, Bottom line is uh, that there were a lot of people that are going to miss uh, one particular Penn State game. That is the Ohio State-Penn State game. There were two real common answers in this uh, roundtable discussion. Uh, the Ohio State-Michigan game and the Ohio State-Penn State game. Now, the Ohio State-Michigan game, a couple guys kind of falling back on the fact that it is one of the iconic games and one of the most signature rivalries the Big Ten has to offer. And, of course, it is very storied in throughout uh, college football's history. So, obviously... Anytime that Ohio State and Michigan is playing, we have to expect that it's going to be a game that's circled on a lot of people's calendars. And I think that circling on the calendar is exactly what our buddy Brandon Cavanaugh, uh, who does a lot of Nebraska coverage, I think that's the, the expression he used. I, I may be mistaken. It might have been somebody else, but I'm pretty sure that's the way that Brandon Cavanaugh described it. So obviously the loss of Ohio State Michigan, that stinks because that is a, a true legitimate rivalry game that has a lot of history behind it. Uh, a lot of color and pageantry, if you will. But of course, the, the biggest game on the Big Ten schedule, whether it was the full regular schedule that we thought we were going to have months and months ago going into the upcoming season, and of course, after the Big Ten adjusted the schedule, uh, trimming down to just conference-only play, actually expanding the conference-only play, uh, the, the biggest game on the schedule this year was very likely, and I think a lot of people seem to agree with this, was going to be the Penn State home game against Ohio State. Now, obviously, if that game was going to be played, there weren't going to be fans in the stands. We already know the circumstances were going to be very unusual for that type of game. But the fact that you lose a game with arguably the two best teams in the Big Ten playing for the Big Ten East lead very late in the season, really getting that momentum to make that final push for a potential spot in the college football playoff, there's no question. You lose that game from your schedule, you're losing a lot. And that speaks highly of the level of respect that Penn State has had. And of course, you know, we all know the, what's been surrounding Ohio State. Ohio State was very commonly predicted to be a national title contender, maybe among the favorites this upcoming season. But Penn State has had a lot of respect for it. And we've talked about it on this podcast before. So uh, it was not very surprising to see that a number of other people, aside from myself, said that the Ohio State-Penn State game not being played was the one that they were going to miss the most this upcoming season. But I want to hear from you guys. Now, maybe your answer is pretty much the same. And I imagine for many people, it probably is. But if you looked at the revised Big Ten schedule, the revised Penn State schedule, I want to know what game are you most going to miss this upcoming season. Now, you can take the easy way out and you say you're going to miss them all because, hey, we are going to miss them all. But if you had to pick one game that you would like to see played anyway, which game would it be? I'm going to guess most people are going to say the Penn State-Ohio State game. Hey, 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 let's have a one-game Big Ten schedule between Penn State and Ohio State and see what happens, right? <laughs> one game, one and done, all the marbles on the line for the top two teams in the Big Ten. Obviously, the favorite of Ohio State and uh, Penn State getting the game at home. I, I, this does bring an interesting question, though. What is the Big Ten going to do with this conference schedule? That's obviously something we'll talk a little bit more about in a future episode. I'm going to lock... I'm going to... Um, arrange an interview with our buddy Ben Stevens, who runs the Locked on Big Ten podcast. We're going to have him come on. We'll discuss some of these bigger, more broad Big Ten uh, questions that we have in mind. 
And next week, we're also going to talk to our friend Andrew Wade, who runs the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast covering all things Iowa. We have an interview scheduled that we're going to record, and I'll share it with you guys next week. So we'll kind of uh, have some general conversation and see how this is all impacting our friends over at Iowa and where we all go next. So if you have any questions that you want to see addressed in any of those upcoming interviews, feel free to chime in right now. You can obviously find us on Twitter, and that's probably the best way to do it, by following us on Twitter, at LockedOnNittany. But we're also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitch. But the best way to get in your questions so we can make sure we include them is to tweet us at LockedOnNittany. Well, folks, it's been a tough week, but we finally got through it. And we're going to do it again next week. We've got some fun conversations still to be had as we continue to try and move on to whatever comes next for the Big Ten and, of course, at Penn State. Now, if you want to continue making sure that you're up to date on all the things that we have coming up on this podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button in the podcasting app you're using to listen to this right now. And then after you do that, leave a review. Let us know what you thought about today's episode and what you like about the show or what you dislike about the show. We're open to all of your feedback by leaving your reviews and your ratings. Let us know how we're doing. And of course, your feedback does help promote our show and grow our show on every podcasting platform you can imagine, such as Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts and Spotify, whatever you're using to listen to podcasts. So we also thank you for giving us a follow on our social media accounts. You can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. You can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And don't forget to check us out on Instagram and on Twitch. Again, the username is LockedOnNittany. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. I've also got a newsletter if you want to check that out at KevinOnCFB.substack.com. And of course, you can check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. Until next time, everybody, have a great weekend. You deserve it. Go enjoy yourself. Have a couple burgers on the grill. I don't know what the weather's going to be like everywhere, but it's going to be a little cooler. So hopefully that works out for you. But enjoy your weekend. Be responsible. Do the safe things out there. And we will come back and continue this discussion as we move forward. And that's the only thing we can do. we got to take some steps forward, and we'll just continue to evaluate the situation as needed. Thank you for listening, guys. Have a great weekend. I will talk to you again on Monday. Have a good one. I'll talk to you then.